Welcome to Visibility Radio. I'm Kenneth Poir, and this program is entitled Just Why It Matters. We'll be talking to people who are subject experts as well as people who live with a vision impairment and other forms of disabilities. My guests and I will cover a range of topics including arts, sports, communications and a whole lot more. Anything that will make a difference to live a full life. So join us on Just Why It Matters. Welcome to Just Why It Matters. And today I've got a very special guest with us in the studio. She's not only a great person, but she's also very well placed to talk about what we're going to be discussing today. And it's all about sound. So I have Vithya Vijayakuma who is a staff member of Visibility, and she is all set to go. Vidya, thanks and welcome to Just Why It Matters. Oh, hi, Kenneth. Well, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. <laughs> well, maybe you can start by telling us what you do right here at Visibility. I'm the uh, Digital Production Coordinator, and I'm in charge of creating accessible publications in the form of talking books and any sort of material, pretty much, that's been given to me, including um, website accessibility and document accessibility. So mm-hmm. pretty much anything and everything to do with accessibility. Right, and that's just scratching the surface of your area of expertise, isn't it? Absolutely, Kenneth. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> because you're going to tell us what you've been trained in in as far as sound is concerned. So give us a one-minute walkthrough your field of expertise. Well, first of all, sound fascinates me in every walk of life. I first got introduced or got very excited about sound probably at the age of 18, just before I started uni. So the one thing that really fascinated me is how sound is reproduced and captured, especially three-dimensional audio. So I'll stop you there, and you've got a fancy technical name for this three-dimensional sound. Tell us what it is called. So three-dimensional audio, it's pretty much sound that is recaptured in exactly the way you hear the world. We are all quite immune to stereo sound. So stereo sound is just pretty much what you hear on your left and your right ears. Okay. But with three-dimensional sound is sound that you hear from every direction, you know, left, right, above, below, your rear left, your rear right. It's just literally omnidirectional. It's 360 degrees Omnidirectional. That was the word I was looking for. Omnidirectional. Okay. So continue with um, explaining your field of expertise. So I started my training in Edith Korn University. I did a double major in music technology and multimedia. Then I started learning the nuance of sound and recording studios and how the magic actually happens in the background. That is where I got introduced with um, three-dimensional audio and it took me into a whole different new dimension and path of discovering what sound is all about. Right. Now, so we're talking about sound, but sound's made up of so many different forms. I mean, we've got 
sound that's coming from the environment. We've got sounds that are coming off the radio when we listen to our favorite music, a favorite song, or when we're chatting with a friend. But there's such a thing called short wave, long wave, frequencies. What are we talking about when we are talking about sound? Well, you've said it in your line earlier, Kenneth. Sound is important in the aspect of perceiving the environment, for example. So as I mentioned earlier, sound is omnidirectional, meaning that you know you can signal an object or an event that is completely out of sight or beyond your tactile senses. So for example, you know when you're walking downtown and you hear the sound of a siren, you would immediately perceive it as probably a sound of ambulance, but then you can't actually see the ambulance, but you can actually hear the sound from a few blocks away. And that is clearly the different view of how you would actually understand your environment and your surroundings and also the movement of objects just within the environment. And I guess the effect of this is also called attentive and purposeful listening. So that's just another way of looking at sound. Now, you've talked about purposeful and attentive listening. Let's talk about the physiology of listening. Can someone who is blind be trained to become more perceptive of sound? Research hasn't been conducted much in that particular area, Kenneth, but I believe they can be trained in order to perceive sound better in so many different ways and aspects. Research has been conducted in the U.S. actually by an institution called the Sherpens Eye Research Institute. And according to them, the brain of a blind person rewires itself to give them a heightened sense of hearing, touch, smell, and memory. This actually helps a person with vision impairment to gain what you call spatial awareness in enhancing their navigation skills and to actually enjoy their surroundings. Right. So what this is all about is for a person with a vision impairment, the concentration of the visual cortex has been shifted entirely to their auditory cortex. Therefore, their hearing becomes more attentive and their focus is more into listening rather than seeing because that part of the brain is no longer receptive. Right, right. So what we're saying in essence is that there is an opportunity although more research is probably required, to be able to develop some sort of methodology to help someone harness and perhaps take full advantage of this shift, as you say, from the visual cortex to the auditory cortex. But let me ask you another question. That may be different for someone who was born blind versus someone who has become blind after years and years of being able to see. Do you think that holds true? That is a brilliant question, by the way, Kenneth. So for someone who's born blind from birth, I guess their visual cortex is not used at all and that's been completely shifted to the auditory cortex. So they are trained to use their other senses more And they haven't been introduced to vision, so to speak. 
And I guess the training starts from orientation mobility specialists. And what they do, they specialize in the area of helping them to recognize sound, localize sound, understand how sound is used to perceive their environment. Not only sound, but also touch and smell in order to recognize what is an apple. For example, how does an apple smells like? Different type of fruits, the smell of the environment that goes along with the sound. For those who have been blind from birth, they do not have any visual contacts. And for someone who has lost their sight gradually, at least they've got a memory bank of what a park looks like. And this is the color of the grass. Now, the memory of images for someone who has lost his sight during the course of life can be a double-edged sword. Let me explain. I can perceive in my mind from memory what the colour of grass is or the colour of a rose. And that's fabulous because I can then connect with someone who's talking about something like that. But on the flip side, does that deter me or hinder me from being able to process the auditory data because I'm hung up on memories which may be holding me back from being completely attentive to the auditory stimuli. I think it's more of an advantage actually, Kenneth, rather than a disadvantage for someone like you who has gradually lost your sight. For example, when you are crossing the road, You've got a visual representation of how a car looks like to start with and then how a car sounds like and also you've got the perception of distance as well, of how far the car is before you could actually cross the road. And that is a huge advantage that benefits you in your day-to-day life. Right, so I can see that the disconnect between... Uh, visual data and auditory data can become a little bit of um, a tribulation for someone who's blind. Absolutely. Right. Now, just moving along with the conversation. Now, you are also quite well versed with the different technology that is available out there in terms of sound. Do you think that there are opportunities for devices to help someone perceive sound better? Absolutely, Kenneth. So I'm going to take your point earlier with sound and the disconnection of sound and visual representation. There is a technology called three-dimensional binaural sound. Another word for it is hearing with your two ears. Three-dimensional binaural sound recreates what you actually hear on a daily basis. So using this concept, we can help and train someone who has been blind from birth to give them or to allow them to understand spatial awareness, which includes distance and localization of sound. This technology hasn't been used widely in order to enhance accessibility 
and also to help someone with vision impairment to better understand their surrounding. Right. So using this technology, Kenneth, you can train someone to learn how to orientate and navigate in a new and unknown environment, which can be quite difficult for someone who is either born blind from birth or who have recently lost their vision. This application can also be used as a rehabilitative tool that can replicate different sound environment into what you call a three-dimensional auditory virtual space. You, you can create that three-dimensional auditory virtual space. And here, users can train to enhance their hearing senses and to identify different sound source in various scenarios, which could help them navigate safely in their day-to-day situation before they could actually step into the real world. Right. So give us one example of how that actually would work. One example would be, Kenneth, when you're traveling to a new country, for example, you've never been to that country before. Take India, for example. And you would want to know, okay, what is the surrounding like? All you know is you're surrounded by people all the time. It's crowded. It's noisy, you know, with cars honking from every corner. And you wouldn't want to be too overwhelmed when you actually go there. So you'd want to know, okay, what is it like? And using the three-dimensional binaural concept and creating an auditory virtual space, you can train yourself to recognize certain sound. Um, Like honking, for example. Here in Australia, we're not used to the sound of honking. However, in India, you can hear the sound of honking almost every single second. And you're able to familiarize yourself, putting yourself in that environment and in that space without physically being there. And I think that is a huge step up and it's something that it can be used in orientation mobility specialty area. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the ability to simulate environments with binaural sound technology um, especially if you're moving into a new environment and and you can lower the levels of anxiety, I suppose. Absolutely, Kenneth. And here is where, again, using the virtual space, you're able to eliminate certain sounds as well in that environment. You're able to drown the sounds and only focus on certain audio stimuli that you would want to hear and that would bring importance to that particular space and time. Now, what you're saying suggests the ability to filter sounds and to almost compartmentalize this whole cacophony of different sounds, focusing on the ones that you need to pay attention to. Is that what we're saying? Absolutely, Kenneth. Spot on. Right. Okay. So that's very powerful. Now, you saying that the technology of binaural sound has been sparingly applied in the field of orientation and mobility. When do you think, just gazing through the crystal ball, when do you think that these things would become more available and perhaps reach the stage where it's applicable for daily life? It's starting to take shape, actually, Kenneth. 
So more companies are actually exploiting this amazing technology and they are also pulling apart to see how else they can make this technology more advanced. There's a company called Hook Audio and what they are doing is they are using three-dimensional binaural technology to help individuals with vision impairment to tell a story to relieve their moments. Very, very similar to how sighted people would take a photograph and they would go back to relieve that memory. So all that sounds really exciting and it suggests this wonderful opportunity for someone who's blind to be able to tell their stories. But where and how would someone use that? They could use this concept, Kenneth, to capture special memories and special moments when they go on a holiday or attend a special event like a birthday party where a friend could be surprising them from behind. Or they could have gone to their favourite concept and they could relive a moment of, you know, sea of people singing and cheering in the background. Right, yeah. So, with all of what we've talked about and what has been said and what is going to be done, I think we're looking at a space where someone like me and other people who are visually impaired will be able to participate more fully and if the word resonates with you, become more accessible to different spheres of life. Is that what we're saying? Absolutely, Kenneth. And I missed out a point earlier with the three-dimensional binaural technology. The beauty of this technology is you don't need five speakers in a room in order to experience it. All you need is a pair of headphones. And that is the beauty of this particular technology. The sound is created for you, but the end user would only need a cheap set of headphones in order to actually experience and relieve moments in a three-dimensional perspective. Right. Now, this all sounds really exciting and I'm sort of looking forward to it. And moving forward, it's only going to increase the accessibility for people who are vision impaired or who are blind. That's fantastic. Absolutely, Kenneth. And this fascinates me and I hope I can continue my research in this particular space. And also for the viewers, when you get the opportunity, please visit our Visibility Vimeo webpage. I have created a couple of three-dimensional soundscapes, um, different environments and different scenarios that will be quite familiar to you when you listen to it. This soundscapes or these three-dimensional soundscapes were created for a special event that takes place annually, which is called the World Sight Day. It's a day where we create awareness about vision impairment and blindness. So yes, when you get the opportunity, please hop onto our website, go ahead, listen to the three-dimensional soundscapes and do provide us your feedback. So there we have it. We've talked all about sound and we've talked about the technology and we've talked about how it can be applied. And it remains for me to thank Vithya who has spent this time with us and given us the benefit of her expertise. Vithya, thank you so much. 
Thank you very much for having me, Kenneth. My pleasure. And that's just why it matters. And this is me signing out.